Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yachmel Dianel Ben Gedalia, Lunishma Tzion Ben Neima, Rufushalem of Rav Shalom Ben Yavna, and Daniel Ben Saro, and Chana Bat Adel. Also in the success, and Yoshimai Ben Lisheva Rav, Gadiel Ben Lisheva, Shepin Ben Lisheva, Emma Ben Lisheva, and Reina Malka Ben Basha. Today's class, we're going to do the a book called the Aleph Bet. Um, this is a great book by uh, Rabbi Kramer. Um, basically, it's one-liners on the Holy Kutamaran. So if you want to like a book that you want to read like for five minutes and you just want one-liners on each topic, it's really, really great. You can buy it on Amazon. It's called the Aleph Bet book. It was the most simplest book, but Rabbi Nachman said that's where he, 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 got, uh, he got most growth from. And then we're also going to take a great book by Rav Cook, Spiritual Revolution of Rav Cook, another, another phenomenal book. Rav Cook was the uh, chief rabbi of Israel. He was very, very connected to Rav Nachman's teachings, and we're going to do lesson 219 and 248. So one of, one of the importance is, uh, we, all, we, we all get very, very frustrated with tefillah, right? A lot of the tefillah is one of the things, obviously, where there's so much growth and so much potential. Our sages tell us that the only really way to change yourself is to change your tefillah, change your prayer. What we're going to talk about here is here a little bit is connecting to his bodhidut. But more importantly, the approach. The approach on how to pray um, why are we not getting answered? Why are we coming? Why why are we getting frustrated when we pray? What's the key element? You can see there's a key element of being burnt out in prayer. You can, people are, don't usually associate prayer as something um, invigorating. They, they look at it usually as something heavy. Okay. Number one, we need to recognize the problem. The number one problem is obviously the the amount of stuff that we're holding in. So really, really, prayer is the greatest mechanism in order really to to change your consciousness. But the approach has to, be, has to be very, very important how you approach. Rabbi Nachman tells us like this. He says, In addition, I have heard, can a, man, can a man hide himself and I not see him? For when a person lessens himself, then God too lessens himself. But when a person is hardy and inflated, then God too shows his majesty and greatness. So it's very, very important the approach, the, the, to the extent that you humble yourself and you ask for help, you will get help. God lessens himself according to where you are in your life. If you ask for help, if you ask how do you change yourself, how do I improve my marriage, how do I do this, how do, how do I attract better things in my life, how do I fix? Not, why is this like that, why is it like that? When you start demanding and you start um, showing anger and being upset, from Nachman said clearly, that when you do his bodhidut improperly, it will lead you to anger. So you can see this is not supposed to be an angry... If, you, if it's turning into anger, there's a definite, definite problem with the approach. So our approach, exactly what he's saying here, when you lessen yourself practically to God, that means gratitude, humility, versus complaining and reflecting, then God himself, he acts exactly how you act to him. It's crazy. As the response, so, you, so ultimately what we really want is the answers are going to come through humility. Is how, how do we, we have to approach them with tremendous massive humility. And this is why the importance of a humble person prays for other people. A humble, humble person is going to, and, and this happens to all of us, a humble person will not resent his spouse, he will pray for his spouse. He will pray for his partner. An arrogant person says, why is this happening to me, etc.? So we have to really, really be careful on the approach. That's one of the things that I wanted to address because many people are just burnt out. I get it. I get it. Life, life is 
Life is extremely challenging, but this is exactly where we, we're supposed to, we, we have a place to go. And this is what he's saying here. The way you approach him. And he says here, can a man hide in, in a hidden place? When a person lessens himself, I myself will be hidden. Well, I myself will lessen and I will go to that person. I will, in turn, will show him the aspect of the concept of humility and humbleness. He says it again, lesson 259. When a person secludes himself and speaks his peace and woes to God, confessing and regretting his enormity of, of his blemishes, the Shekhinah, which is the feminine aspect, confronts him and speaks to him and consoles him. This is because every blemish that a person makes on a soul, also he, blame, he makes on the Shekhinah. This is the aspect of you declare to God, and I, God has declared to you. Thus she consoles him by letting him know that she will seek strategies to correct all the blemishes. So here you go. You have two cases here where you really can't lose. That's why I'm a little bit confused on why everybody's giving up. <laughs> I'm very confused on why people are giving up. You can't lose if the approach is right. Like, what are you giving up? It's all mental. It's all emotions. It's not reality. All you have to do is approach your creator, creator of the world. I have this issue. I don't know how to do it. You created a Yetzirah. The Yetzirah is much greater than us. The Gemara says the Yetzirah is greater than you. If you do not ask for help, you will never be able to be, to be successful. It happened to me. And next thing you know, I'm getting, uh, waking up late again. Okay, back to, back, to, back to humility. Back to massive humility. Anytime things are going out of order, just go back to humility. It's not complicated. But we start thinking that it's own our success. So what happens? He teaches you a lesson when, you, when he sees you, you off your game, etc. So remember, back, go back to humility. It's the most important thing you could do. Because then your creator is going to help you. He's going to teach you how to set the blemishes. I will tell you that 99% of the things are in your head. I just want to give you an example. I had a, my back was hurting me tremendously. Uh, after Shavu, I don't know what happened, but my back was hurting me. And, and I kept on thinking about the stupid backache. Every single time I'm sitting down, oh, my back is hurting, my back is hurting. I was giving it so much energy. So I said, listen, I, I need to get, I need to get, go, you know, see, get an MRI, whatever I need to do. So I, I, I get this uh, medication just to be able to, to relieve it temporarily. And as soon as I got the medication, I relaxed. And I, my back doesn't hurt. I didn't even take the medication. It's unbelievable. There's a study that shows that people who went to just have an appointment with a therapist without actually talking to the therapist, they felt better. How do you like that one? But here you have two cases. My, I, I saw black and white. I, I, how much energy was I giving on my back? All day long, thinking about my back. All that resistance causes more pain. But as soon as I got the, ah, I don't need it anymore. It's unreal. It's like, are you kidding me? All of this to get to this, and next thing you know, I don't even need it anymore. It just shows us how much we're wound up in our own little world of chasing or whatever we're wound up in our own head. And as a, as a speaker of the class, I'm telling you, I go through this. You're definitely going to go through this. So just recognize most of the, most of the things are in our head. Get rid of the fear element. Get rid of the uh, permanence of the element. Get, just get, get, get it into practicality. And I said to myself, if I just stop paying attention to it, because that's exactly what happens when I got the pill, when I got the medication, I stopped paying attention to it. Next thing you know, it's like, what, what happened? Where, I'm trying to figure out. It was like the biggest joke in history. But to show you, to, to show us when we just ask for help, 
If you have an issue in your life, just ask for help. That itself will give you, God will give you the guidance for it. And then you don't have to be in your head all day long. That's exactly what, what our approach, really, really our approach is. And this is what he's saying. God is going to, the Shekhin is going to console you. But you have to get to a point where you ask for help. Many of us, we don't ask for help. We're afraid to ask for help. Or we'll, 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 we just, we don't want, we, we're afraid to be let down. All of this stuff is all meant to confuse us, etc. You just have to ask for help. You cannot, your creator cannot say no. Especially if it's spiritual. Ask for help. Ask for help. Now, if you pray for spiritually, one of the prayers was, I need to be able to sit down. Because otherwise, I have no patience. I can't even read a book if I, my back is killing me. So that was a spiritual cause. How, you, how do you want me to teach classes if I can't sit down and, and, and for five minutes and, and read a book? So you also have to create a, a, create a case in heaven why they should cure your back. So my case was, uh, I, can't, I can't concentrate for five minutes if I can't sit down in a chair. That's a good case. So that's another thing. We need to be able to not only ask for help, but to be able to plead, in a, in, plead for it. Create a case where you have that relationship with your creator and he will give it to you. And, and, and at the end of the day, we all have to ask for help. If you're married, you have to ask for help. If you're trying to understand your spouse today, that itself is, is a Yeshua on itself. That's why you have to recognize the amount we are underestimating today how challenging marriage is. That's what the world is. Under, they're underestimating. Why? Because they don't have the character. Very few of us have... have been brought up with the right character traits. So when you get to marriage, you're unprepared. You get hit with things you, don't, you couldn't imagine. And what happens? Either you make it about you or, or you don't have the tools to fix it. So what happens? The marriage becomes resentment. And this is an area in our lives where we really, really, really have to go and, and recognize, especially as a guy, am I, am I the giver? Am I coming in there with, with, with light? Am I coming with light to the marriage or am I coming with darkness to the marriage? Just ask yourself that simple question. What am I bringing to the table? Just like you're about to go into a partnership with somebody, what am I bringing to the table? <laughs> Pretty much. You might think, oh, she's not going to recognize that I don't have any light. Don't worry, she'll recognize it very quickly. Because your creator, it's funny how our creator really controls our spouse. So we, because he wants us to change our relationship with him, then when we change our relationship with him, he changes our relationship with our spouse. So it's really the creator's got the keys and I've seen this really, really black and white in my life. So number one, the approach should always be create the world, I need help. I'm struggling in this thing. I'm, you're the one that put me, you're the one that took me out of Egypt and you're the one that put me in Egypt. So at the end of the day, you have the keys to everything. But I'm asking you for help. That is it. That's what I do when I, when I'm, go, go, into, go into massive, massive humility and just ask for help. Don't, it doesn't have to be so complicated. You don't have to manifest a thousand things in your head. It's called being humble and asking for help. We get too caught up in the technicalities of manifesting and this and that. Just be humble. Be humble and be simple. Rav Nachman says anything but simplicity. If it's not simple, it's already from the other side. Be humble. And this is where Rav Nachman tells us in the Sefer Midot, a person's humility causes his prayers to be heard. It is as he offered all the various sacrifices. So just, just a, per, a person's prayers. You want to get your prayers answered? Be humble. That's the number one way. When a person is humbled, his deeds are not scrutinized. 
right? He's not, everything he does is not going to be scrutinized. Why? Because he checked himself. That means if I'm humble and I know I will have to work on myself, my deeds are not going to get scrutinized because I know he's already working. This is why our sages say that punishment only existed in the absence of tshuva. I mean, if a person is working on himself, there's no need to remind him of that situation. The day you humble yourself is the day that strength, might, and exalted are added to you. Think about it. Strength, might, and exaltedness. We get that not by becoming somebody, by becoming nobody. Letting your creator in your life is exactly the same. So that's, this is why I'm trying to explain to you. When you're brokenhearted, that's humble. But when you're depressed, that's arrogance. Number one, I was reading a book on mental health from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, where he had many, many letters to many, many people. Many, many letters. This is the brand new book on mental health. And I would tell you that 50 to 60% of the answers were telling the people, the way you're looking at it is the wrong way. It's based on your perspective, which is off. So there's one thing about clinical depression, but today we're giving things the wrong meaning and we have the wrong approach. So this is why we're stuck in, and we're self-centered. So this is why we're so stuck in this darkness. And all you have to do is humble yourself and get back to ma, get back to humility. Humility also eliminates dispute and suffering. Period. Why does humility, humility eliminate uh, dispute and suffering? Very simple, because this, anytime I have dispute, it's because I'm too focused on who's winning the, who, who's winning the argument? Who's winning? Which is ultimately, if you want to win the argument, you have to, what, what do you have to do? You have to really, really not making it about you. Recognize the person's limitations, but recognize there's a certain amount of things you're going to be able to do. But ultimately, peace is out of humility. Suffering and, 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 and all kinds of a dispute is arrogance. It's a form of arrogance, more focusing on who's right, who's winning, versus what needs to be done, which is shalom, which is peace. You're not focusing on the win-win. You're focusing on you winning and that person losing. Never going to win. That is going to lead you to nothing but problems. When a person is humble, everybody gets along with him. Why? Again, not self-centered. Our sages say when you have many friends below, you have many friends on high. But if you don't have friends below, it's because you don't have, you don't have, if you don't have friends below, then you don't have friends above either. What is that talking about practically? That means if you yourself are rejecting yourself, the world will reject you. If you love yourself, the world will love you. This is a great line. When you cry, you cry alone. But when you laugh, everybody laughs with you. So a person who has, is getting rejected, it's due to what? This low self-esteem. He's rejecting himself. So the world rejects him. The world rejects him. It's, a, it's pretty scary. But the world rejects him. Why? Because nobody wants needy people. And neediness is out of what? Being a taker. Not becoming a giver. So this is where we, we reckon nobody's going to get along with you. Because what happens? Any little thing that goes wrong, you're going to make a big deal out of it. That's not humility. That's not humility. That's arrogance. And this is why everybody will get along with you. <laughs> humility leads to grace. A person who's humble is never afraid. Fear is also arrogance, a form of arrogance. Why is fear arrogance? 
because you're, you're, you're just focusing on focusing on protecting yourself from failure, what are people going to say? You see the difference? When, you're, when you have fear, that's not humility. You can't have fear and humility. Fear is basically saying, what are people going to say about me? What happens if I fail? It's all self-centeredness. Where humility means I love the process. Whatever I have to go through the process, I'm willing to learn on the way. Fear is all, all about me, which is self-centeredness. So that doesn't allow you to get, you, of course, you're going to have tons of fear. But humble, humble people are not afraid. There's nothing to be afraid about because they know God controls everything. They just have to put themselves. So you could see the connection on why fear, which is the dominant, it's the dominant, dominant consciousness today, why fear is bringing so much issues to people. It's keeping in procrastination, not being able to make a decision, um, you know, which again, when I don't make a decision in my life, that's going to fuel my low self-esteem. That's going to fuel, it fuels every single decision you're making to go into growth or go into comfort. It's fueling one thing. It's either fueling your growth or it's fueling your low self-esteem. And this is why our sages say, when you have a habit where you're doing it, you have to completely go in the opposite direction. Humility leads to grace. A person who's humble, who is not humble, does not fear God. Humility causes a person to advance and keeps him from failing from his level. Because again, why again? Humility causes, why? Because humility, when a person advances, he recognizes he recognizes the process. He recognizes every single failure is part of the process. Where the, when you don't enjoy the process, it's arrogant. Again, too busy on instant gratification. There's no, there's no, there's no, you're doing nothing for your soul there. A person with a soft heart is able to humble himself. A person's humility causes, causes God to remember him. God fulfills the desires of a humble person. So here you go. You want the law of attraction. Simcha is humility. Think about simcha. Is simcha humility? Absolutely. Because if a, how do you know you're grateful? You're humble. So you could see, when I'm humble, I'm more grateful. And my, when I'm more grateful, I'm happier. And happiness ultimately gets me everything. But when I'm not humble, I'm low, I'm low, I have low self-esteem, right? I'm more arrogant. My, my perspective is widened. And I'm saying, what do I have to be grateful for? The, look at that person. That's the person that caused my problems. Look at my marriage. Look at this. Look at that. All you're pointing is, is what's wrong. That's not humility. That does not cause your prayers to get answered. It causes because you're not looking in the mirror. You're not looking in the mirror. You're pr- p- busy, too busy projecting. So this is why it's very, very important. We never blame anybody. We never blame anybody. That's the number one way to stay arrogant and stay in a problem. You never talk bad about anybody. It's the number one way to stay bad. Because again, if you've worked on yourself so much, you wouldn't have time to talk about anybody. You wouldn't have time to compare yourself to anybody. You would, not, you would know how much work it is. Understand? You would know how much work it is. Never really mean. You go to a gym where you, you have a great trainer, you're not going to go make fun of the other guy who's, not, who's struggling with his workout because you know how difficult it is and how much years it took you. But, but when you don't, you go in there with your you know, 3,000-pound smoothie and say, oh, look, at that guy's not doing it right. And that guy's not doing it right. And this guy's not doing it right. And this guy hasn't even got, got into the grind for two minutes. And he's busy opening up his mouth to everybody. So you have to shh, be silent and win. 
silent and when your mouth can do so much damage if it, your mouth is used to do to to make vessels but when the mouth is is reckless it becomes lashon hara it becomes comparing it becomes nothing but garbage and that all that energy stops all these blessings coming to us more importantly it, it, it creates evil and it creates blockages where we don't even see what the problem is. That's worse than anything. At least let me know what the problem is. And we could do this by rectifying. How do you rectify this? You have to rectify it through speech, through, through, through fixing it, through fixing it through prayer. The world exists only because of a person who makes himself into nothing. What does that mean? Make myself into nothing means, number one, I'm not going to get depressed over every little thing that goes, happens in my life because at the end of the day, I don't know everything. I don't know everything. Maybe this is a blessing. Remember, because we have, we view things as we are, we attach meaning to things. And that meaning usually dictates our emotions. But the mean, if the meaning is off, then the <laughs> emotion is going to be off. So this is why when you don't understand something, this is called emuna. Emuna means, emuna allows me to surrender, to not attach any meaning, to say whatever God does is good, but right now I don't understand you. That means I trust you, but I don't understand you. You can say that. That's a humble approach. That's a humble approach. We, we have to be very careful how, what we associate meaning. We, we're very easy that we usually associate in the wrong meaning to things. And because of that long, wrong meaning, we're carrying around extra weight. So again, make myself into nothing means I'm open. My perspective is widened. I'm open to receive. I'm, I'm open to, to uh, if it's a problem, I'm, I'm looking at it as a challenge. And more importantly, I'm not self-centered. When, something, when I lose money in business, I'm not saying, why are you punishing me? When my back hurts, why are you punishing me? You, don't, you, know, you have to grow up from becoming a, a little 10-year-old child spiritually and say, why am I being punished all the time? You have to grow up. You can't afford to have this attitude in 2022 because you're going to get yourself in a very, very dark place. So this is why the world exists on a person who makes himself into nothing. So as Michael Jordan, Lahabdil, would say, you know, if, when he failed, he got, I think it took him nine times. I don't know how many times it took him. But we don't make excuses. We make adjustments. We make ourselves into nothing, we start all over, and we make adjustments. We don't say the system is broken or it's too hard. No, it's never too hard. I didn't put enough effort. I didn't put enough effort. That is really, really the key. This is what Ruff Cook says also. When, when one requests something in prayer, one must be careful that one's intention is to remove the evil and darkness from the world and to strengthen the divine good and light. In fact, when one's requests are motivated by this intentions, not only do our own mistakes become corrected, but also the mistakes and faults of others are improved. What we are all seeking is an all-encompasses all perfection. Basically, this is the issue. The reason why I'm, I have this dark, this, this God, God forbid, this depression in my life is because there's a, there's a darkness. I need, I'm asking my Creator, remove the darkness. I know there's light. The reason why I'm not seeing this problem as something good is because there's a darkness that's covered and you have to pray to remove the darkness and reveal the light. See the difference here? Here we're not saying, God, change your mind. Here we're saying, create the world. There's a darkness. 
Because remember, any time we, we get ourselves, remember, we, there's always a ruach. A ruach is, a, 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 is an energy that you're connected to. Whatever ruach affects you. Moshe Rabbeinu had, at that time, when he was overwhelmed, right? His hands were heavy. He had a heavy ruach. His pulse, he was burnt out. Nobody wanted to listen to him. He was burnt out. He was burnt out. His hands were down. They lost the war. So the hands and the ruach, our energy level, is also. So what we have to do is we have to remove, the, we have to pray not to, uh, to remove these people from our lives or not to resent them, but to ask, to pray that we should remove our own judgment from them, remove our hatred from them. And if the world did that today, there would be so much more peace. There would be so much more peace. But that's what we can't, we, nobody's getting along today because there's so much of a judgment and there's not enough of a, uh, we're not praying to remove the darkness. We're just adding to the darkness. And we're not praying to remove it. So again, that's all, all humility. So this is what we have to work on. Or, or you should ask your creator, creator of the world, give me humility. Teach me what humility means. But practically humility means not being self-centered, not making everything about you, being patient in your prayers, recognizing that every, remember, every single goal that you want to hit, there's certain goals that take 500 prayers. There's certain goals that take 200 prayers. Not every goal takes the same amount of prayers. And you need to understand that. There's certain, sudden, some trees blossom after five years. You have to be so in love with the process. That is humility. And through that, you want to, you want to make the process quicker? You want to, you want to quick, quicken the process? You know what you do? You add joy to those prayers. Joy and gratitude. Joy and gratitude basically fast forwards that, the, all those prayers for you. Complaining and, and being upset and depressed, just put, make it worse and worse. So practice what our sages say, that when a person is joy, the gates of prayers are wide open for him. Person with, uh, remember, a person that's humble also recognizes his own imperfections. And he can say he doesn't have low self-esteem because he recognizes his own imperfections, created the world. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to wake up every single morning at 4 o'clock in the morning and expect not to be off one night. And if I don't do it, I'm not going to shoot myself and be upset and, 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 and berate myself because I'm not perfect. When you created me completely imperfect, or I'm not going to look for perfection in my spouse, I'm not going to look for perfection in anything. That's the bottom line. And I'm going to be completely happily being unperfect, being, being, not being perfect. And that's going to be great. That's why we've said this many times. You have to start being, become satisfied, becoming dissatisfied. <laughs> start becoming satisfied, becoming dissatisfied. That means not everything's going to go your way. And that's okay too. I think COVID showed you that already. But I don't think, you know, we, we all thought, hey, once COVID's over, everything's going to be great. Looks like not much has changed. <laughs> Looks like, okay, COVID's gone, but not much has really changed. If you really look out, people are not that much happier. But COVID's gone. Because what? Now there's another thing to complain about, right? The gas and this. I mean, doesn't seem that you can go to a restaurant with no problem today. You can go to a football game with 30,000 people. You can go to a heat game, 20,000 people. You don't have to wear masks. You can breathe. You don't have people jabbing you every minute and telling you, go, go stick in the room, stay in this room, six feet. I mean, all that's gone. And it didn't do much. 
Did we have a Todah Hashem for getting rid of COVID? No. I'm just trying to explain to you how the joke is that everybody thought, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to be so much happier. Grateful. Yeah, it lasted a couple of days. And everybody forgot about it. Just to show you where, where your memory is. But before, that's all that needed to happen in your life. But now it's like this. Gone. Gone like the wind. Because we take everything for granted. So it's a big message for all of us. We need to humble up. That's the only solution. It causes your prayers to get heard. It causes you to have strength. It causes you to, to... The whole world exists when a person makes himself like nothing. Why do, why do you think I keep on telling you? Make yourself into nothing. Make yourself into nothing. Just surrender. Why do you think I keep on saying that? The whole world exists on a person who makes himself into nothing. How valuable that is for a creator that he's able to con- connect himself to the soul. Have a great day.